Riddle Me That is brought to you by Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Use creation tools right from your phone and your computer, and Anchor will distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. And it's free. And now, your host, Alex Riddle. Riddle, 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 Riddle. What is up, everybody? You're tuning in to the Riddle Me That podcast with your host, Alex Riddle. On today's episode, we're going to be diving into the national championship as Kansas overcame the largest halftime deficit in NCAA tournament history, uh, defeating North Carolina by three. It was a great tournament run for the Tar Heels, uh, but ultimately it was David McCormick, Christian Braun, and Abaji rolling with the Rock Chalk, getting the well-deserved dub. For the Jayhawks, uh, we're also going to be diving into some MLB as opening day is upon us. We're saying go Cubs, go. Yep, it's about that time again. Cubby Blue is back along with the White Sox. I don't know why I introduced myself with Cubby Blue. You know, living in Wrigley, you know, Cubby Blue waves just flowing around in here. It's just fat money lines all night long. Uh, but Cubby Blue is back. Uh, taking on the Brew Crew today, 120 start. Saki start tomorrow. Uh, T.A. suspended for the first two games um, versus the Tigers. Uh, ironically, his suspension was from against the Tigers last season. So the suspension, the suspension was reduced from 3-2. to two, So he will be back on Sunday to make his uh, 2022 debut. But baseball is back. There's no better time. Let's get it going. So I want to talk some national championship. I did a podcast uh, before the bracket to put my bracket out there. Uh, I haven't posted one since. I was kind of waiting for like the March to kind of just kind of come to an end. I during during the like the madness, the time, like the last like four weeks have just kind of like flown by. You had conference tournaments, and you had you know the first opening weekend, round sixty four, round thirty two, and then Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight, and then Final Four. It's like holy shit, where's the time gone? So wanted to you know wait for everything to end to kind of analyze the madness um, and what a tournament it was. Um, most notably, uh, shout out to St. Peter's. Uh, St. Peter's helping everyone through uh, the March Madness tournament. If you hopped on St. Peter's money lines uh, at any point before they got to the Elite Eight, definitely did pretty well. Um, first Purdue, that Sweet 16 game, plus 650 for St. Peter's, honestly was just kind of like a surreal moment for underdogs. I mean, Peter's taking down Kentucky in the first round, uh, being like, you know, 18 pointer dogs or so. I mean, my, it might have ended up being like 15 point, but Peter's coming out of nowhere, taking down Kentucky Blue in overtime. Oscar Shibwe, you know, w- winning player of the year, uh, wooden player of the So he won like every award and St. Peter's took them down. So St. Peter's was legit. Uh, their coach who played Seton Hall now is going to be the head coach of Seton Hall uh, next year. Um, and then Doug, our boy Doug. Uh, and two of their other stars ch- are transferring this year. You know, good for them. You know, with the coach leaving, I don't see St. Peter's doing what they did last year. It's kind of just like a once in a generational thing. So they're they're going to go play somewhere, try to compete for another uh, run at another school. Um, it's what people are doing these days. You know, with the extra year of eligibility. Uh, so huge, huge tournament for Peters. It was awesome to watch. Too bad they couldn't get you know past the Tar Heels. But going to the Tar Heels, Tar Heels being an eight seed this year. First year head coach, uh, 
it's it's unreal what they were able to do getting to the championship game. Uh, taking down Marquette first game, not an easy first game, blew him out. Taking down Baylor in overtime, blowing a 27-point lead and still getting it done. Beating UCLA. Beating Duke in the Final Four. Beating Duke in the Final Four. First time they've ever played Duke uh, in the tournament. Of course, it's the Final Four. Coach K's last game. Everyone on Duke. Everything's Duke's going to get it done. But it's the Tar Heels game in the last laugh. Making it to the championship, but ultimately coming up short against the Kansas Jayhawks. The Jayhawks, who honestly did not impress me too much this season. You know, losing to TCU a bunch down the stretch. Uh, you know, they played TCU like a million times the last three games. You know, twice in the regular season and then conference. So it's like, what's going on with Kansas? But then they just kind of pulled it together. You know, ends up casually you know, getting to the Big 12 championship game. Taking care of business against Texas Tech. I mean, everyone's talking about Texas Tech. Texas, Baylor. It's like, all right, let's 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 take a look at Kansas here. And Kansas, you know, didn't have the you know the hardest, um, you know, you know route to get to the Final Four, um, but ultimately just being consistent, getting it done. I mean, they just you know Final Four game. I mean that that first game against Villanova was pretty unbelievable. They couldn't have shot much better. Um, taking out a team, you know, that has a coach like Jay Wright. I mean, it's unbelievable what. Uh, the Kansas was able to do. And then coming back against the Tar Heels, the Tar Heels, Manic and Baycock, uh, just really, uh, you know, taking control in the first half, you know, getting that 13 point lead, you know, in that first half. And then ultimately just not being able to get it done in the second half. Credit to UNC being able to withstand Kansas. Kansas ended up going all the way back up by six points. You know, they went on a, you know, it was like a 15 to two run in like two seconds. And, North Carolina stayed in the game, you know, ended up making the game, had a chance to tie the game, go to overtime, wasn't able to get it done, but ultimately, you know, Kansas, a well-deserved win, Bill Self, his second championship since 2008, um, so, you know, Kansas, it's been a while, uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Girlfriend Yard Games, uh, Caroline Sorrentino, winning Riddle's Bracket 2022, didn't watch a lick of basketball. Well, maybe she watched a little bit. I don't know. I I know that she didn't watch a championship game. Um, and you know what? Credit to her. She she even came out and said that she felt bad that she's you know winning and doesn't watch anything. Honestly, that's the way to go. The less you know, the better. It's not. It's. I mean, what an obvious choice in Kansas. Just rock chalk all day long. Sorrentino gets it done. Girlfriend yard games. A well deserved tournament win. Congratulations. Uh, to the happy couple in LC and Yard Games. But, 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 overall, hell of a tournament. The bracket didn't work out too good for Big Rids. We went for a lot of upsets this year. Uh, Loyola and Virginia Tech in the Final Four. Big bracks. Big bracks. But, you know, we did predict the Tar Heels. We did have the Tar Heels going far. Um, that's why my only, you know, good pick going far. But I did predict a lot of madness. Just wasn't the right madness this year. Zags letting me down again. When will I learn not to pick them to win my championship? Probably never, because they're probably going to be a one seed every year. But, you know, Chet Holgram, kind of a fraud at the end of this year. He's still projected to go number one in the draft, but not a lot of memories with Chet. You know, he kind of just never showed up against those big games. Yeah, he dominated in WCC, but ultimately wasn't able to get it done against Arkansas in Sweet 16. Sad early exit for the Zags. And, and, and that's a, you know, the funny thing. You're saying it's an early exit for the Zags, leaving in the Sweet 16. Normally that's, you know, a... Successful season for most teams, not for the Zags. They got to win that championship. When are they going to win it? I don't know. I don't know. I thought this year would be the year. It, 
if there would be one, but not the Zags year. Congrats to the Jayhawks. Can't wait for next season. So opening day is here. It's here, baby. Opening day is fucking here. Uh, pouring out for the homies. Pouring out for all the dead homies. Baseball is back. You know, I was just talking to my roommate at Yard Games here, you know. You know, sometimes baseball is a grind and it hurts. It hurts. Uh, uh, according to Yard Games, it, it, it never hurts him. Never hurts him. For me, baseball is a grind. You know, if I was smart, if I was smart, I wouldn't bet baseball for the first few weeks. See how it goes. But you know, we got money lines. See, you know, we got money lines. Right? So, baseball is back. One of the best things about baseball, though, fantasy baseball. Fantasy baseball is where it's at. You know, I joined the uh, the Coffin League about three or four years ago. I, I took over for Mathiason. Uh, so, I picked up a team in the middle of the year that, you know, just wasn't, you know, the player, you know, the, the owner of the team, his heart wasn't in anymore. So I picked up a shit team, joined that team, and then it's been in ever since. Uh, never done damage in the playoffs uh, in fantasy baseball. I, I, th- I think I've made it two out of the three seasons that I've been a part of it. You know, I think I've technically been about a part of the league for four seasons. Um, and actually, no, I think I've made it Two or three times, but I've never. I don't even want to play off. If baseball is so hard, I honestly just making the playoffs in fantasy baseball is an accomplishment because it is just a shit show. Uh, you battle injuries all year, but you know, people tell me, "Oh, how do you pay attention to fantasy baseball all season?" You know, it's just like fantasy football. Yeah, fantasy football. There's only you know games on Sunday, Monday, and Thursday, but you're looking at your lineup every day. You're tinkering. You're paying off guys waiver. Baseball is daily, but it's the same shit. You wake up. You tinker a little bit. It takes two minutes. You know, someone's hurt. You take them out of the line. You know, someone's you need a pitcher. Pick up a pitcher for the day. You know, it's it's not that hard. It's a grind. It keeps you. It keeps you occupied with the game of baseball. You you know the crazy thing about baseball is when you're in fantasy is you kind of just it's scary how much you learn and like you're like I probably shouldn't even like know this player you know but you do because you're picking him up in fantasy he's on the waiver wire um, so big raids this year. Like in the fantasy squad, we're able to we're able to work with it for now. Um, you know, I'm I'm not gonna get too much into my lineup here, uh, but I lo- so my first pick I had Otani, uh, so I at the second pick in the draft, Otani was was there at two. I love the the pitching and the hitting at respect. So if you know he can pitch on one day, and then I put him in my DH and my other, you know, every other day during the week. So I like that pick. Um, you know, I like Woodruff. I got Woodruff. On the pitching mound, I got a little Kopech daddy, a little dark horse, um, and then for hitting, you know, we got some boys. We got a little Cattell Marte, a little DJ LeMahieu, a little Paul Goldschmidt. So we got some boys. We got some boys. We're not going to overhype it though. We don't know what to expect with this. You, you just never know with baseball. You, you think you know baseball, and then you don't know baseball, and it's just kind of the way it goes. Um, it takes, you know. You don't know what your team is literally for the first month, so you gotta let the first month go by before you actually start to figure out who who are frauds, who are real. So it's gonna be a grind, but the season's back. Wrigley's bumping, the cell is bumping. I'm calling it the cell. You can call it guarantee if you want, but the cell is bumping. We're taking the red line. We got season tickets this year for the White Sox game, so we got ten games coming our way. We're going to Cubby Blue on Saturday, so it's gonna be baseball, baseball, baseball. That means money down the drain, beers being consumed, hot dogs being slurped down. It's it's just what else can you ask for living down here? I mean, it's all you it's all you dream about as a kid, eating wieners and sucking down beers. It's all it's it's, it's all there is. I mean, take that as you want it. What I just said, but it's the dream. Let's go sockies. Let's go cubbies. Baseball's back, baby. Chief or spotlight of the week.
But G4 Spotlight of the Week goes out to the Brooklyn Nets last night. What a cover. What a fucking cover for the boys. Uh, we had a minus six uh, and minus five. Uh, they were, we had them all over the board, down 20. And what do they do? They come back. They come back, win by 12. Boys are buzzing. You know, we thought it was over. We thought we were dead. You, you love those bets. You know, when you think you're dead, and then all of a sudden you're like revived, and you're like, you're just revived, and you're fucking back. Oh, what a, what a throw. And they just made it, made it look easy. Like, where was that the whole game? Why is Durant just not slamming him down? He's like, oh, need, need to be down by, by 20 against the Knicks to come back. Uh, but Dougie Doug was riding even. Dougie Doug hopping on with the boys. You love when Doug hops on. Usually it's a brick, you know, when everyone hops on together. But everyone cashing, riding into the sunset, riding the momentum into baseball season. Riding that momentum. Well, let's ride. Riddle's Rant of the Week. Hey, hey, what's the My Riddle's Rant of the Week. I'm taking it to the, all the double-digit spreads in the NBA. I mean, I've never seen worse pad beats uh, from from double-digit spreads in my life. Uh, I have not actually bet on, bet on them, uh, and I'm not trying to flex that. I'm just, I, I, I've been looking at them. And so let's just start with uh, Phoenix Suns last night. The backdoor cover of the year, maybe, plus six, has nobody playing. Uh, Clippers are literally up by, like, 35, 40 points, uh, so they're minus six. Uh, the Jazz, or the Jazz, the Suns end up outscoring the Clippers 48 to 26 in the fourth quarter, losing by four points at the buzzer. It was it was at six, so you'd be pushing. Suns miss a three. Offensive rebound by Bismack. Bang. Puts a two-pointer in the hole. I mean, you can't make it up. You can't make it up. I mean, they must have just been playing Scrub City and they came all the way back. I, I personally didn't watch the game, but I did look at the game cast, and I'm just like, wow, like, RIP. I mean, people probably turned off the game. It, it was one of those, like, 9 o'clock games, so people probably woke up in the morning flaccid. Absolutely flaccid in the morning. Um, and don't get me started on the on the Indiana Pacers, not allowing any team to cover. Sixers were minus 11 uh, in uh, in Indiana the other day. Uh, up by 20, 25 the whole game. Uh, end up getting, you know, it's a crazy end of the game for the cover. The Sixers are going to win. They're down nine. Bang a three, up 12, so you're covering. Uh, and then with the last possession, Pacers, brick a three, rebound, throw it back out, bang a three, win by nine. I mean, it's just you can't make this stuff up. You can't make it up. That's why you don't bet. You know, the highest I'll go on, like, an NBA is, like, minus 5, minus 6. And that's pretty much it. Even the minus 7s to 9s, I mean, those teams seem to never cover. I feel like the Spurs are plus 8 every game, and they win outright by 10. So, uh, RIP to everyone out there on those large spreads. It hurts, but it's a lesson learned. And, you know, I've been losing bad beats for three years. Uh, it's the way it goes. You just you move on, and you live and you learn. You live and learn. You rebound. You adjust. That's my spiel. My bet of the week this week, I'm taking it to the NBA. Toronto Raptors tonight, minus one and a half against the Sixers. They're actually currently plus two. So the line has gone against Riddle Me That. It's gone against RMT, but that is okay. I'm confident the Raptors, they're home against the Sixers. Um, I like, you know, the Raptors are playing great ball right now, especially at home. They don't fuck around at home. They're peaking at the right time. I love Siakam Van Vliet, uh, taking it to Joel and Harden. The, the Sixers have been good, but I've been watching them play. They haven't been looking 
that great. Joel's going to get his. He, he's he's going to get his 35, 40 points. Um, but can Tobias Harris and Harden beat the Raptors? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think the Raptors will have a game plan. They're at home, like I said. It's a big, you know, they want to win this game too. Uh, you know, it's for, they, both teams do. So it's going to be a competitive game. You know, I wish I would have had the Raptors at plus two now or plus one and a half, whatever they're at. But I, I have them at minus one and a half. That's okay. They're going to win by more than one point. Um, go Raptors tonight. Take the Raptors, whatever the spread is. I love them. That's all the time we had today on the Riddle That Podcast. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, March is over, which means it's baseball season, NBA playoffs on the rise. So strap it down this weekend. It's going to be shitty weather. So stay inside or go to a game. Watch the watch the baseball madness. Enjoy it. Love every second of it. You don't know when it's going to be your last day. I love you all. Remember that's back. I'll see you guys next week. Real Daddy out.